Camden Community Radio. For more information and to volunteer, email info at ccradio.org. I'm Angela Mason. I'm a councillor for Cantelow's Ward, where we're sitting now. And I'm also the cabinet member for Best Start in Life, we call it, which is really for children's services and schools. Welcome. Angela, you uh, have a particular interest, I understand, in the impact of this new universal credit. I do. I'm particularly concerned about how it's going to impact on families. And there's a lot of kids in Camden living in poverty anyway. And I was amazed. The other day I saw a figure 40% of children in Camden are living in poverty. And I'm very concerned that universal credit is going to make their situation even worse. So when you say they're living in poverty, what does that mean exactly? Um, It means that their household income is lower than 60% of average income. So you take the average income and they're below the average income, basically. So these might be people where parents are working or one They do include, I think, in Camden, quite a number of parents who, who are working and rely on various credits like tax credit and children's credit to supplement their income and also rely on housing benefit because rents are so high in Camden. And all those benefits are going to be affected by universal credit. So the idea of universal credit is all the different benefits, job seekers allowance, tax credits, housing benefit, all rolled into one payment. So you don't have different claims for different things or different circumstances. There's one payment. And the idea is to push more people into work. And there are new, what they call, conditionality requirements. Uh, so so just, just to stop for a second, because it's quite detailed, isn't it? Mm. A lot of... Um, so the government introduced this thing called universal credit a while back, and they've been trying it out in some places. Yes. And do we know anything about the effects of it in those places? Well, we do. We know that uh, applications to food banks shoot up when uh, universal credit's introduced. I think 40%, 30% increase in applications to food banks. People fall into arrears because it's much more difficult to manage their rents. And um, a lot of people now have their rent paid directly to the that's landlord. Right. If you're on housing benefit, you can have your rent paid yeah. directly to your landlord. So that sort of you know, sets aside that money and it's paid. And it's much more difficult to budget with just one big blob of money. (laughs) Also, I have heard that um, at the moment your benefits are paid slightly in advance and under this scheme they'll be paid in arrears. And so there's a gap of four or five weeks where you don't get any money. Five weeks. This is completely arbitrary. They say that prepares you for work. Okay, so if I have... um, a bank account and I've got direct debits going to pay my bills and mm. for five weeks I have no money coming in and then suddenly a payment comes in, um, how can I ensure that things like my rent would be paid? Well, it's difficult <laughs> and that's why people fall into rent arrears. So uh, then I would fall into rent arrears. And also it makes it more difficult for tenants in the private sector because there's quite a lot of landlords in the private sector now won't accept people who are un- on universal credit because... because they, they can't be assured of their payments. So when the benefit was coming directly to them from housing yeah. benefit, then they were happy to have people. But now, if they're reliant on that person being able to pay it every week or every month, they're not going to take that risk. Yes, basically. I mean, there's some 
There have been some tweaks because it was so awful. So there are procedures where you can apply to have your benefit paid directly. It's easier if you're a council tenant, but for private tenants, it's still quite difficult. And of course, if you're a private tenant and you are having housing benefit, there was a certain system whereby people, landlords presumably had to declare how much the rent was and they were given a certain amount. It's not unknown in the private sector to have a bit of dodgy dealing where somebody wants a little bit extra on top of the rent that they told you you were going to pay. Mm. So presumably the the kind of latitude for things like that to happen expands as well. Anyway, to go back to Camden. Mm. So we've had universal credit around the country. Mm. And has it been affecting people in Camden? Well, Camden's one of the last places where universal credit is being rolled out. I wonder why that is. I don't know, but maybe they, thought, might be maybe they thought we were going to resist more. <laughs> I would be very surprised if people don't resist. Yes. I think, but also, they know rents are very high. Um, there are a lot of poor families actually in work, because this is all about getting people into work. Well, a lot of, poor, a lot of families in work are already pretty poor in inner London areas. But um, So you could end up driving people out of work? Well, um, it's meant to drive people into work. What it's really doing is driving people into poverty and you know, even destitution in very worst right. cases. So um, it's, it, the rollout is happening now in Camden for new claimants. This is all, and it's already started? Yes, it's already just started okay. and it's going to be complete in December. So, so all of pe- Kentish Town, Kilburn, all those sorts of areas, new claimants. How many would there be a week? Well, I think they estimate there's about sort of 60, 70... New claims a new, week. New claims a week. So from, the, from, the, the numbers of people who are affected. There's a new claimants. Quite a lot of those are single people. I think it hasn't really hit families in, in, in a very big way. Um, and it wasn't uh, families with large... It's larger families who are going to lose out and they, they haven't been impacted yet. So new claimants from December or over covering all Camden and then next year there's this thing called managed migration which is meant to start and that means all the people on housing benefit in Camden have to their housing benefit stop what's meant to happen is their housing benefit will stop and they're meant to apply for universal credit. So that means all those people who suddenly relaxed when they heard that it was new claimants who were going to be affected by universal credit have now got to sit up and be worried because if they're on housing benefit, no matter how long they've been on benefits, yes. they're going to Except be affected. Except pensioners. Except for pensioners. Yes. Okay, so they're going to be affected. <coughs> and this is I think that's the really worrying group because that includes a lot of vulnerable people and a lot of families, particularly large families, who will lose out quite substantially. Because as you say, the you rents won't get in money. are so high. So there's a three-child policy, so you only get only the first two children count for the calculation of lots of the parts of this benefit. So when you say that the more children people have, um, is, there a, is there a limit on how much benefit people can have? There's not, an, I think, an overall limit, uh, as far as I'm aware, but you don't get benefit. You're, you're, if you've got more than two children, you won't get the child, third, fourth, fifth child. You won't get child, child benefit for the third child or the fourth. Well, it's not just child benefit. It's it's child tax That's, credit. So that if yeah. they go to the nursery, will they get their free place? Well, I would hope they would still. At two disadvantaged two-year-olds do get fifteen hours free care. Uh, I hope they won't be affected, but nobody, I think, really 
quite knows what the full impact so is going to this be. This is going to affect um, new claims, but when they transfer people from housing benefit to universal credit, mm. will it then apply to all those families who have more than two children now? Yes. So Camden has a lot of large families. Yes. Worrying, isn't it? It's very. I mean, I grew up in a large family myself, and the mm. one thing I'm aware of is that you don't have cash. You know, because for things that cost money per head, you don't have. That's where you really feel the pinch in, yes. in, the, in those numbers, and that the more there are services that people can access for free the easier it is, you know, like school or nursery or whatever it is, then the easier it is for a large family to manage. But if you take that away, that's really very severe. Yes. Well, I've got some figures here about the impact, particularly on Camden, that uh, the council's Uh given me. Um, And they reckon that 5,000, just over 5,000 residents would be worse off under managed migration. And 2,648 of those would be worse off by £100 a month. So, so which is, you know, <laughs> devastating. £100 a month in real terms or is that just absolute money? I think it's absolute money. So in real terms, in fact, they could be quite a bit worse off if other charges go up. Oh, well, if the other charges go up as well. I mean, then, then that's very difficult indeed. And the ones that particularly suffer, uh, as I said, um, families with more than three kids, some of the self-employed working on very low incomes, and those um, with dependent children, child, non-dependent children, rather, still still living with so them. So the more vulnerable you are, the, the more marginal your kind of you finances could, are, then the more you're likely to be affected by this. Well, you could, you could argue that, uh, apart from pensioners, as I said, who are exempted, and some people in supported housing. Okay. So... Anyway, what to do? Because um, we've got this coming down the road. Yes. And uh, I think what we're trying to do is really put the council on something like a war footing so that everybody who has dealings with the public, whether it's housing managers or social workers or advice workers, are really up to speed on what's happening and are able to help people as far as they can because the whole process of claiming gets more complicated because you can only do it online. You have to have a special number. So uh, it's You can only claim online? Yeah. Even if it's a new claim? Yes. So um, I meet lots of people in Camden who are not very literate well, on indeed, the internet. Indeed. Uh, certainly there are lots of people who don't have access to broadband. And you're saying that they're being expected to go online to claim. So will they go to certain places? How will they do that? Well, we've got to make sure that there's as many places as possible where they can go and make a claim (laughs) and be helped to do so. So I think our libraries are going to come into their own in quite in quite a big way and all the different advice agencies that we've got. Because people will need advice. People will need advice and help. They need quite a lot of advice and help, particularly at the beginning. So would it be good for people to start taking advice now and finding out things now? Well, one doesn't to alarm people too much, but I think um, we've we've asked some of our officers to begin really identifying people who might be facing particular difficulties when this all starts to happen. So I think that sort of targeted work with people would be will be quite helpful. So that's to start with. They've got to claim online. Then after that, they have a... How long will it be before their claims will start? Well, as I say, one of the great difficulties with this is that you don't get paid for five weeks. Even new claims. Yeah. I mean, it may be when... I think the government 
are worried about the consequences of this and they, they may give more transitional benefits so it may not be quite as harsh but what, what we're trying to do in the council is do two things first of all prepare all the agencies. officials and agencies that we're in contact with so mm -hmm. that they're able to advise and help and support people and secondly to kick up a big fuss about it and say it's going this is terrible <laughs> Um, so we're hoping to have, I think, um, a demonstration <laughs> uh, quite shortly, uh, perhaps when, when in December, beginning of December, when um, the benefit's introduced. Because um, there's all sorts of other things. The benefit can only be paid to one person in the household. Oh now, those of us like you who've campaigned for many years around domestic violence issues uh, and no, that that's very very difficult. If 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 the man takes all the money and the woman, you know, has nothing, I because mean, this I is going back child to, benefit and those kind of payments yes. go automatically to the mother, don't they? Yeah, yes. But uh, this benefit will there's only one payment, so oh it can only go to one one person. They can also because people have to borrow, so they often borrow uh, and so they're given advance sums of money to try and get them through but then that's all deducted from their benefit and that very high deductions are possible so you can have 40% deductions so people <laughs> can end up sort of having hardly anything at all coming in oh because goodness. they're paying off their debts which have arisen because they've claimed universal benefit. I mean, it's a horrible it's situation. Extraordinary. I mean, it does remind me a bit of the Payment for Debt Act in that was introduced in Northern Ireland after the civil rights movement organised a rent strike. Oh, right, yeah. And the government allowed a, a, a law to be introduced that deducted payments, but it mm. didn't have a, a flaw. And, of course, people were in desperate and dire poverty, you know, and isolated people often ended up committing suicide mm. just the quality of their life became so intolerable yes and at the time of course like everything else from northern ireland oh this is special this is different this is terrible yeah. you know uh, we, this is exceptional but now we're seeing these same kind of law in yes. here now yeah. is there a floor will there be a floor for people at all um no there isn't a floor no. i mean the floor is what 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 can be provided by Camden Council and other voluntary groups. So the floor is the, the food, food bank. banks, the floor is the breakfast clubs, schools. And begging in the street? Well, people... Uh, people camped out along the canal? Goodness knows. Well, anyway, I think we've got to have the attitude that we'll try and do everything we can to stop it if we can and then really make it fairer and e <laughs> a bit fairer. <laughs> so, so, so what are the prospects for stopping it? Who's against it at the moment? Are there the any Labour Party has called on the government to stop the rollout of universal credit. And I think if we can stop this big group on housing benefit, if we can stop them being migrated, as right. they say, that, that, might that, that would be very important. You've got, obviously, new claimants, so if things, things will change. And you can change the rules. You don't have to have this waiting period of five weeks. You don't have to have the possibility of very large deductions being made. You could split the payment of the benefit between the man and the, the woman adults, yes, in, in the household. So there's lots of things that could change. Well, how will it affect um, adult children who are living in the home? Will they have as far as I understand payment? it, the um, allowance for them is lower. So so where, where that's happening, and of course it is happening more because the kids can't move out because they can't Absolutely. get anywhere to live. Um, the money will go down. And will that all go rolled into one payment? Yes. 
So this is a return to a very authoritarian style of financing in a well, they, the in government's policy, the, the worst aspect of the government's austerity policy has been the freeze and reductions in welfare benefits, which have been quite dramatic there. So it's the group that are dependent on welfare benefits who've been hardest hit by austerity, and that's going to continue. I mean, I know Mrs May said this the other day that the austerity is, is over. over. Well, not for these people. Because they're not putting benefits back up again. That they're not cut. putting benefits back up again because all the other cuts that have come before are all rolled into, into this. And it's also, I mean, what effect it will have on long-term on wages because um, it is about forcing people into work, uh, which makes people... Work for very little. Work for less, have to work for less, have to work in poorer conditions. So, I mean, it's there's not much good to be said about universal credit, in my view. Well, it sounds very like benefits are being made a very hostile environment for people. Indeed, it's exactly the same thing. So, well, thank you very much for coming in to talk to us about this, Angela. It's a pleasure. We hope to hear from you again. Camden Community Radio. For more information and to volunteer, email info at ccradio.org.